Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of Standing on the North Bank. This is a Swansea City podcast from us here at uh, Wales Online. Uh, Matt Davis with you and I've got Ian Mitchell Moore as ever. Um, Mitch, it seems like a, a while since... We've been here. Plenty has happened, um, but let's let's concentrate on the two games that have come in the last last week or so. Two tough games, two tough away trips. Nothing to show for it, which is a bit frustrating. But we weren't really expecting anything, were we? No, uh, we spoke before this this hefty week, the, the trips to West Brom and Norwich, and then obviously the Man City game at the end of it. It was always going to be a really tough ask to get anything from any of the three games, but the way they performed, especially in that first half against a really good Norwich team who look well on course for automatic promotion, it was it was really encouraging, especially without Ollie McBurney at top as well. I thought Dan James was was excellent up at Carrow Road and just didn't have a, a goal or anything else to show for his for his efforts. And as for West Brom, where on earth do you begin with that? I mean they created bagfuls of chances, you know, even more than they did against Norwich, clear cut chances as well and a combination of fluffing the lines and inspired West Brom goalkeeper in Sam Johnston and uh, an absolute howler of a penalty miss, which we'll come on to. So all of that cost them in the end, but it was it was so encouraging. And yet you're looking at it, no goals scored and, and two away defeats when mm. they could easily have had something out of both of those games. That first 45 minutes at Carrow Road, I thought you know they played they played some nice stuff. And considering Norwich have been you know probably one of the best, if not the best team, certainly on current form in the division, they really sort of kept Carrow Road really quiet I thought there. I think there was quite a bit of it was there was no real atmosphere there from the home fans considering an, a game under the lights Friday night top of the league you thought that the, the they would have been right behind them but I think the way that Swansea played really sort of affected Norwich certainly in that first period anyway yeah I have to agree with you there. I mean before the game there was a great atmosphere and they were you know, the, the way that they the, the sort of present the game and, and in the stands it was a, a, a lovely spectacle but like you say Swansea started so well they were pressing brilliantly playing out from the back nicely and they didn't look troubled you know it's it's telling that in the whole game that they had one shot on target Norwich and it's one they go and score with Emi Buendia scores an absolute rocket of a strike with his left foot so they, they did a great job and in truth Potter will be really happy with the way that the players executed his game plan because they, they were brilliant and Matt Grimes was key in that as well. I felt you know with the way they pressed from the back, Nord felt playing it out. Carter Vickers and Van der Horn after split at the back, and Grimes is the man who drops in so effectively and, and gets them going forward and, and keeps the ball. So, yeah, it's a real shame that they didn't get anything to show because you know Norwich. I think they won five on the bounce now by the time we're recording this, and they're top and there's such a quality outfit. And to go there at their home and do that to them and, and come away with nothing is is, um, is frustrating and disappointing in the same in the same vein. Um, I didn't manage to see the um, West Brom game, but we were looking at the highlights earlier, and I was just as you as you were showing me how many opportunities did Swansea create? So many, so many, and also really good chances. These weren't mm. half chances. Some of them were 
you've got to be doing better there, son. Sort of yeah. thing. And well, you've hit the nail on the head because it's, they weren't just chances; they were ones that, that the goals that you know that they should have had four or five goals against West Brom. In, in truth, you know, Routledge had a great chance um, from a volley from Nathan Dyer's shot, and then you know earlier Connor Roberts had hit the post. Roberts himself could have had two in the second half. You know, one a brilliant save from Johnston, another one we just just got blocked at the last minute by Hagazi, I think it was. Um, you know, so it's, it's it's disappointing, but it is frustrating at the same time. You know, they are inexperienced players at this level, and it's a, it's a tough old division, and they got punished. It was, it was ruthless from West Brom, who, over the course of the ninety minutes, I felt was second best, and you know that they just showed their guile and took the chances. So it's it's another costly lesson for for Swansea. They look neat and tidy whenever I see them play. They play well in fits and starts, periods in games, never for full halves and. And, and full 90 minutes they seem to have problems I think in both boxes really they're they're not exactly they're, they're not putting chances away at the one end and they're leaking goals at the, at the other which is kind of <laughs> um, the worst possible combination really um, yeah and, everything in between has been pretty decent especially recently I think um, but Graham Potter alluded to it after the defeat to West Brom you know he said the problems in the boxes ultimately cost them and you know you look at the three goals they conceded they were hideous all three of them as well you know the first one um, a cheap free kick Kyle Norton gets done by Mason Holgate and you know Chris Brunt how he's got that in the back of the net from there I, I don't know you know Norton was caught at the front post Nord felt should he do better and you know it's it's, it's, it's poor and then the second one is just a, a Nord fell there he comes out and doesn't get a fist on the ball and and Holgate ends up heading it into an empty net. He beats Van der Horn, who, you know, did he hesitate from a shout from Nordfeld? I don't know. But and then the third's just a, mm. a, a slice from Carter Vickers. So, you know, it's horrible errors, and, and they, they got well and truly punished for them as well. I think Gitto raised it in his column a few weeks ago, didn't he, about um, the defence. He did, Perhaps yeah, wasn't yeah. As, as good as it was at the start of the season. Not helped, I suppose, by um, injuries to Joe Roden. Martin Olsen out for the season it, it just kind of affects the balance then when you're putting square pegs into round holes Norton at, mm. at left back you know that can't can't help the the understanding of of the players either it's it's, it's tough because you know you look at last season's defence the two centre backs Federico Fernandes and Alfie Mawson both left um, Kyle Norton was the regular right back that's no longer the case it's Connor Roberts and the, the regular left back was Martin Olsen who's injured so you're talking the entire back four has changed and to and the, credit, and the goalkeeper as well well yeah there we are there's another one that's, and I, I think that's the biggest of the lot really because wow. it's not just his his goalkeeping abilities but his vocal abilities and his presence there you know they had a great relationship the, the defence with Fabianski so it's been a big change and you've got players like Connor Roberts and Norton who are being asked to play on the left which you know it's not ideal for them Declan John, the rare chances he has had, and then he's had injuries, so it's, there's just no consistency there at the moment. You, know, it's been like you say, square pegs in round holes, which is is no fault of the players or Graham Potter either. You, know, it's, you look at the hierarchy; they strengthened sufficiently, and the answer is no. We all know that. So, yeah, it's 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 been tough to take, to say the least. Let's let's touch on the goalkeepers again because we were we were talking about it just before we came came on to record this, and I said to you that it's. How Graham Potter still doesn't know who his number one is seven or eight months into a season, I think is it's crazy, really. Um, 
for for me personally, Northfield doesn't inspire confidence. Um, I think everyone, uh, even the defenders, sort of feel that bit of edginess, certainly when in the balls at his feet, and I think that's that's really affected that that balance and that stability at the back. I mean, you know, he's, he obviously wasn't completely to blame for all three of the goals at the Hawthorns, but I still think that that Moller is the better keeper. Yeah, it's an interesting one because I probably would agree with you in saying that Moller should be number one. Um, he had, he had a, a run between sort of November and I think it was February where he was the number one all the way through and had a lot of good performances. A, f- a few not so good here and there, but you know that can happen in a, in a transitional season. But you do you do get the feeling, is, is Graham Potter sort of not writing off the season, but is he just thinking, right, OK, let's give players a chance, see who's worth it and... Maybe next season we will see him stick with one of the two, or maybe even bring someone else. That's probably unlikely given the the financial situation. But yeah, it's, it's a debate that just keeps um, re-emerging, and just yeah, it, what's the answer? It's it's a tough one, isn't it? It, it seems like Norvell is there um, to stay for for now. He was certainly the the cup keeper playing the cup this weekend, so you think that he's probably going to. Uh, stay, but to be honest, now as Molder become the cup keeper in terms of the way that they fan out the opportunities, I don't know. I mean, picking up Graham Potter's side yeah, is, you is can't pretty, second guess that. It's pretty, pretty, pretty tricky. Anyway, um, we'll have to talk about it. The uh, Selena's penalty miss, um, bit of a shocker, really. Yeah. I think is safe to say. Um, it was a talk of social media last night uh, and today. Um, you feel really sorry for him, really, don't you? You do. I think Graham Potter summed it up afterwards. He just said it was a, a horrible moment and, you know, you don't wish it on anybody because ultimately he, he slipped and it's a missed kick. You, know, you do that anywhere else in open play and, yes, you, you know, you'd be a bit red-faced, but, you know, do it from the penalty spot to get your team back on level terms and probably set up, you know, a, a good second half. Um, he's cost his team and he said that himself, but, you know... It's it's just one simple error. It can happen to anybody, and you know you just draw a line under it. It's not. I, I don't see that affecting him or anyone else. So, and yeah, you just you just feel sorry for him. Yeah, we have to point out as well how how good he's been this season. You know, he's been he's been he's been excellent. He's certainly been the probably the best of the of the signings that were made in the summer. Mm. Um, when he's on song, you can tell he's a Premier League quality player, and you can tell he's he's got that touch of Man City class about him. Yeah, he's still young as well. You know, he's got years to develop. I think he's is he yeah twenty two years of age. So, you know, his best years are ahead of him. We're seeing the early stages of his career. He's only had one season on loan at Ipswich, and he had a season in Holland as well. I think so. Yeah, it's early days for him, and he's only going to improve. And you know, on the whole, I think he's been a great signing for for Swansea. So yeah. It's, Put that to the back of his mind, and you know he gets to face his former employees at the weekend as well. Yeah, and he was he was relishing that as well, wasn't he? I mean, they said a, a couple of uh, a couple of rounds ago he wanted to, to face. Um, he did, yeah. Man City. He's got his wish. He said he wanted to prove them wrong for for getting rid of him, um, and he's he's now got his got his chance. You know, we'll, we'll come on to the City game in a bit. The obviously quite daunting uh, game. Let, let's talk about Oliver Burney um, quickly as well. Um, just before we came on, we did see that um, looks like he's um, unlikely to start against 
City um, due to this ongoing illness I suppose that um, well we all know what it's like when you when you feel under the weather um, running for 90 minutes probably isn't the, isn't the, the the best thing so if he starts probably on the bench which is more than likely um, I mean who starts up front there's I think they kind of look rudderless without a without a traditional number nine they have yeah I couldn't agree more but I don't think you can throw Courtney Baker Richardson into this. I think he's got to just go with the same that he's done in the last two games against West Brom and Norwich. You know, stick Dan James up there, and you know if he can maybe switch like he did at West Brom with Routledge at times. You know, he can be an impact on the wing as well. Obviously, he's he's going to have to do a lot of defending as the rest of the players are. So um, they they are going to be lacking that focal point. Doesn't matter who plays there. You know, I, I don't think that they've got a solution in their ranks. But personally, I don't think Baker Richardson is is the man to do the role up. We think McBurney would have done if he'd have played. So um, for me, I'd just stick with Daniel James, and you know, hopefully, he can at least try and get in behind on on the rare occasions. And as, as Swansea try and hit Man City on the break, which you know, chances are going to be few and far between. So if somebody's going to be running onto them, you want it to be him. Yeah, I mean, it's been frustrating not to have uh, McBurney uh, involved over the last couple of weeks because. Of the, such the the nature of the run they've had as well, it's mm. been such a, a tough run of games for them. You know, two of the best teams in the championship, and arguably one of the best teams in Europe now yeah. turning up in the cup. I mean, it must be frustrating for him as well. Must be. Yeah, of course. I mean, I can't remember which game it was now where he played and he wasn't quite fully fit. And sort of Graham Potter said so himself. You know, it was a bit of a risk to play him. Uh, it slips my mind that back in February. Um, and you know, I think this is the fourth time that he's that this sort of illness problems cropped up. Whether I don't think they're related from what people have said, so you just hope he can get back to full fitness soon. And you know, the international break's probably going to come not at the right time because he's obviously missed a lot of games. But you just hope that he can use that two week period to to get back to full health and and hopefully just end the season strongly in the final sort of five six weeks or whatever it'll be. He's been named in the Scotland squad, so I presume that if he's fit and if he's 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 well enough, he'll he'll. He'll travel up to meet up with his international teammates. Um, you just hope that he, he, he can recover in 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 time for um, league duties to to, to resume. Um, what is the next league game? Forest, Forest away. Forest away. Yeah, straight after the international break. So that's a a tough one to it's go. It's another tough game, isn't yeah. it? You know, it's, Martin O'Neill's done a great job since he's gone in there and. It's a tough ask, but like you say, you know, if McBurney's fit, it gives everyone else a lift, it gives the fans a lift, and it just makes you realise, well, hang on, we've got one of the best championship scorers in our team here, mm. so you put him into that Norwich and West Brom game, do Swansea get something out of those games, it's a, it's more likely, I'd say. You know, you, you oh. can never, you, you know, it's, with hindsight, it's a great thing, but you never know, so, but with him in the team, they're a better team. It's, yeah, you worked out the percentage, didn't you, of... Of how many of the league goals he scored? Yeah, I think forty-five league goals, and he scored sixteen, which is thirty-six percent, so over a third. And I think is it Bruce Anselino? I think four, four in the league, which the second highest tells its own story, it really, does. doesn't yeah. it? The fact that they're so goal shy. Yeah, you um, take him out of the team, and you know, you, you it shows that the last two games that they've not scored a goal away from home. So yeah, against two good teams, you know, yeah, you've, true. Got, you've got to remember that. But yeah, it's, they, they had the chances there. They are created the chance but not not put in the way I mean in some ways you prefer them to be creating the chances you know Absolutely. I mean under let's go back say under Paul, Paul Clement perhaps uh, in certain games on the, on the car how these weren't even 
creating. I mean, Clement mm. made them a bit more solid at the back, but they weren't creating the chances. They never looked like they were going to score. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I was, I was speaking to a friend about it um, recently. He was recalling the the nil nil draw with Tottenham at Wembley, and you know that was celebrated like a fantastic mm. result, which it was. You know, going to uh, a, a place like that, it's a tough ask for a team battling relegation at the time, as Swansea were kept the clean sheet but they didn't have a shot on target from what I remember and you know, there was absolutely no threat going forward so but like you say they were more defensively solid whereas now we're seeing weaknesses at the back but they are creating chances so if you know fingers crossed if, if Joe Roden can get back fit soon as you know he's, he's, he's out of his cast now which is great news for him and for Swansea um, hopefully get him back and you know the left back situation if they can resolve that they, they should be a bit stronger at the back Roden can't be that far away because he was injured at the end of January against Bruce, uh, Sheffield, Sheffield United. Sheffield United. Yeah. He was originally six to eight weeks, so you probably he's probably up about now, isn't he? So yeah, so give him the the, the international break to get up to speed, and you know there's every chance Forest game, if not early April. So fantastic. Yeah, yeah. you know that, that's that's great news for him because he was he was in great form. You know it, it's been a big season for him, so yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to see him back on the pitch. Okay, uh, what, what have we got here now? Um, Man City. Yikes. Um, yeah, where do we start? I watched the first half of them against Schalke uh, on the telly. Um, I switched over because they were unbelievable. They were just completely unbelievable. We dominant. said the same. I did the exact same thing. I put and, the Juventus game on. And if you know, Schalke haven't been fantastic this this season in the in the Bundesliga, but they are still in European competition. They're, they're no mugs, and they've put seven goals on them you know and yeah they've put many goals on some seriously good teams this this season mm, I think you there know, was five a sixes consistently yeah that's it I think it was on Sky Sports they said that they've scored or sorry won by five or more goals on ten occasions this season which is just ridiculous I think that's the, the, the most ever that anyone's ever done that so yeah um and against some quality teams as well, you know yeah. Chelsea. They beat them six 0 I think Shakhtar. They thumped them. Schalke as well. So, oh, it's uh, yeah. daunting. It, task, it, it is daunting. Um, I was just reading um, some of the predictions on Sky. I think it was Charlie Nicholas. I may be doing him a disservice. I think it's Charlie Nicholas who was saying that Swansea's best um, chances just to score a goal, hmm. which you kind of you kind of see what he's what he's saying. Um, this team. I've I don't think I've seen a, a, a certainly not a Premier League side that have been this goal hungry and dominant than Pep Guardiola's side. No, it's um it's frightening. I think I, I don't know the exact statistic, but they need something like eleven, uh, sorry, eighteen goals from the last eleven to to break the record for most goals scored in a uh, is it a calendar year or in a season? So, and to be honest, they average about three a game. So yeah, they could more... do that in the next. Five six games. They go. They yeah. They're so, going to do it. And what I I admire about them, not just their football, it's fantastic. But Guardiola, I mean, he let, let's acknowledge they've got a, a lot of money behind them, and they bought bought some fantastic mm. players. But he always seems to pick strong sides, even against so called lesser opposition, such as say Newport against Burton. You know, they've they've racked they racked up a big score against Burton, but. Still, it was a, a strong team. There's a we talk about respecting uh, respecting opposition, and I, I I can only imagine that even if he were to pick his 
so-called second eleven, they'll still have players like Riyad Mahrez in there. Yeah, Gundogan, you know those that sort of level of player. Yeah, know. he's he's a class act, Pep Guardiola. You know, the way when he comes up, bearing in mind his team are nearly always the the favourites to win. It doesn't matter who they play, whether it's in domestic level or on the continent. You know, we saw it at Rodney Parade when they played Newport. You know, he picked a strong team, full of respect for the way Newport go about their business and. You know, he he knew that it was going to be a tough ask, and it was nil nil at half time in that game. I thought Newport acquitted themselves brilliantly. They did, yes. You know, I wouldn't say the scoreline flattered Man City because they had a lot of chances, and it could, in a way, it could have been more, it could have been closer. But you know, you're talking, it was I think it was two one to Man City in the 89th minute, so they they scored two late goals, didn't they? So yeah, the, you know, they'll come here with a strong team. They'll want to do a job, and you know, they've they've still got the quadruple on the horizon. So you know, winning the the Carabao Cup recently into the quarterfinals of the, the Champions League in a strong position in the in the Premier League now having overhauled Liverpool. So yeah, they, they they want the box set and they're gonna do they've they've got the squad to do it, so you know, they are gonna go strong on every occasion. Yeah, it's gonna be um it's gonna be great for for some of the players as well, for the, some of the Swans players to play against Absolutely some yeah. of these it's um, a big day for them as well. Superstars and, you know, a, a bit of a, a reminder of where where Swansea were this time last year really you know that's but also it, it does it does kind of show where, where Swansea are now as well um, it does and then, by the way it was um, 4-1 to Man City was uh, Charlie's prediction Charlie 4-1 Douglas, was 4-1. it yeah, well. the best Swansea can hope for is a goal and that's that's a quote from Charlie Nicholas by the way folks <laughs> ok right um, there we are we'll, we'll wrap it up there um, we'll be it's Potter's Presser just so you know, we're, we're recording this on a Thursday. Normally there would be a, a press conference on a Thursday, but this week it's been shifted to Friday. Friday afternoon, yeah. Friday afternoon. Um, Pep Guardiola will also be doing a press conference on Friday afternoon, so we'll be uh, keeping abreast of that, as well as Potter's um, media briefing um, from Fairwood. And, um, yeah, let's let's hope, let's keep fingers crossed that um, it can be a certainly... A, a, a close or exciting game that's what we'll obviously be keeping everything to. crossed don't you <laughs> yeah cool okay um, right we'll be back next week cheers folks